0: So I'm in this underground cavern, and the water is rushing by me, and it's pitch black and I can't see anything. And I just start thinking, okay, mermaid, if you're here, I am ready and open, and I would like to meet you. I did not really think she would take me up on it. It's the Mermaid Podcast. We've got mermaids on the land and down below. Legs or fins, you will love our show. All the news that makes a splash is on the Mermaid Podcast. Hello, you're listening to the Mermaid Podcast, and I'm your host, Laura Von Holt, the fairy boss mother of Cinderly. Hey, mermaids. If you're in the USA, we want to wish you a very happy Halloween. This is our spooky Halloween show all about mermaid ghost stories and mermaid close encounters. I'm going to try something just a little bit different today. But first, if you're listening to this show, that means you are probably one of our many awesome subscribers and followers. I want to take a minute to thank each and every one of you for all of your support and all of your comments on our Facebook and our Instagram. It is so great to know how much this show is resonating with you and to know how much you also love mermaids. Because we've had such a great response, we thought it was time to let you know that this podcast is now accepting sponsors and partners. Yay! So if you have an awesome product or business you think our listeners should know about, email us at podcast at That email is in the show description and in the show notes at mermaidpodcast.com. We can't wait to work with you and be mermaid moguls together. So like I said, this is our Halloween show, which obviously calls to mind all things spooky. And instead of an interview, I wanted to tell you first some scary mermaid facts and stories, and then I'm gonna tell you about a very mystical and somewhat frightening experience I had with a real mermaid. Okay, first of all, As you probably know, there are tons of mermaid myths and folklore from almost every region of the world. But while today, most of us, when we think of mermaids, we think of Ariel or maybe a nice mermaid you met at a child's birthday party, most of the older mermaid legends are in fact somewhat terrifying. So let's go back to ancient Greece and think of the Odyssey. Um, And as you might know, that is the story of one man's quest to get home. Um, But he faces a lot of challenges and on his way back he encounters something called sirens and these creatures are commonly depicted as mermaids whose, um, beauty is equals that of their deadly songs. Um, but in the original text, the sirens actually have the bodies of birds. And the only thing that's beautiful about them is their singing. So this makes them a little bit more like harpy bird women and not the fishtail beautiful ones you're probably thinking of. Um, But either way, these are dangerous women and their voices will lure you and drive you mad. And so Odysseus has to have himself strapped to his boat so that he won't be tempted. Um, So that's just one terrifying uh, depiction of mermaids. Can you imagine you're like, I'm on my way home. I'm on a boat. It's going great. And then these like shrieking bird women who are gonna, like, peck your eyes out or something, uh, are trying to lure you against your will to their island where they will do horrible things to you. So, that's terrifying. Um, and then if we go even further back, the, um, oldest known mermaid myth is the Syrian tale of, and I'm, I hope I pronounce this right, Atargatis. Hmm, might have said that wrong. Email me if I messed that up. Anyway, she was a goddess who fell in love with a human shepherd, but her divine strength accidentally killed him, and so overcome with grief and guilt, she attempted to drown herself in the ocean. Um, And apparently gods usually turn into fish when they dove into the sea, but she was too beautiful for that fate, and so the transformation stopped halfway through, and she became the first mermaid. Um so that's dark and tragic because that means the first mermaid is uh the result of a suicide attempt and a broken heart and um you know unrequited love. Um so that's dark. Okay and then if we go to another part of the world if we go to Ireland there are selkies and those are seal seal women like Seals, right? Um, and when these creatures wanted to go on land, they would simply peel off their seal skins and reveal their human forms um, and kind of stash their skins behind some rocks. But unfortunately for them, any man can make a Selkie his bride if he stole her skin. As long as he could keep the skin in a hidden place and oil it frequently, she would be his wife. Um, and these stories also ended in tragedy because the Selkie would stay with the fisherman, the man or the fisherman, and have, they would have children, but they would, but the Selkies would never stop hunting for their skins, and eventually they would always find them, and they would return to the sea, never see their husbands or children again. So, that's also creepy. Um, these women are kind of forced against their will to stay, and then they have children, and then they, um, their nature, Makes them have to abandon them. So again, not a not a nice depiction of women, um, not a role friendly image of uh, of selkies. Um, and then in Russian folklore, we have the rusalki and they are the spirits of women who committed suicide or were murdered by drowning due to unwanted pregnancies. And so their souls would live forever in the form of vengeful mermaids who punished men and children for their fate. And if you met a Rusalka, she would lure you in with her beauty and make you feel very safe with her soothing voice. But once you were in her grasp, she would hold you underwater until you drowned. And... What I think is maybe an even worse fate is that in some versions of the story, she would instead tickle you to death. I'm I'm not really sure which one is more terrifying to me, being drowned or being tickled. So those are just a few um, dark legends about mermaids. And now one of the stories that you might be the most familiar with is The Little Mermaid by Hans Christian Andersen, which was then adapted, obviously, into the Disney film, The Little Mermaid. Um, And one thing that the The Daughters of the Sea King, the Sisters of Little Mermaid, tell tales in this story about the corpses of sailors that sink down to the sea, and in mermaid mythology, some of these corpses are brought back to life in the form of merfolk, but they retain no memories of their life on land. So, essentially, they're dead, they're reincarnated as merfolk, but they're kind of also zombies. Um, Right not so pleasant, a underwater kingdom full of like mer zombies. I don't know. Not so much. I'm not into it. That sounds scary. That sounds like a haunt. That sounds like actually an amazing haunted house. And if you are in the haunted house business, you should make that. So I'm just giving you guys that idea. Um, and then if you go further along in Hans Christian Andersen's a little mermaid, um, which I would love to do a full episode about, uh, it's a fairly sinister morality tale. Um, and as you know, it follows one mermaid's quest to um, win the heart of a handsome prince that she saved from drowning. Um, but in the Hans Christian Andersen version, it takes a very dark turn when the mermaid is unable to win the prince's heart. And so she's has no voice and she's alone and she... In this story, she will be doomed to transform into sea foam after her death because mermaids have no souls and cannot go to heaven. And her sisters are very upset by this. And so they sell their hair to a sea witch in exchange for a dagger that the mermaid must use to stab the prince in his sleep. So if the little mermaid lets the prince's blood wash over her feet, then she can regrow her tail and return to the ocean. So she's got this terrible choice. Does she... um, kill the prince and save herself or does she have to sacrifice herself and so she's the story goes that she stands over the sleeping prince with the dagger for a long time but she can't follow through and uh then it turns like this other weird twist and because she resists murder angels appear and let her know that she can um, work for several hundred years doing good deeds, and then maybe she can get a soul and go to heaven. So then it kind of picks up after that. But really, it's this, this, another terrible story about unrequited love and either killing the person you love or saving yourself. Um, and then like a bloodbath will wash over your feet and you can be a mermaid. So see what I'm saying here, guys? Like these stories are not, they're not all shiny, happy things. Um, And I'm fascinated by the mythology behind all of these, and I think it's super cool that they're actually kind of spooky and dark and that mermaids have violent sides and they're torn between, you know, being true to themselves or having to sacrifice themselves or going after what they want. Like, I think these are all amazing stories, but it's all pretty dark and and pretty spooky. Um, So, you, I can see why for why, for how many hundreds of years um, sailors have thought of mermaids as bad luck because all of these stories sound like, like I would lock myself in my house and not want to go out at night if I knew these stories. Um, that said, so many of us are fascinated with mermaids. And I know that I am not the only person to have ever wanted to meet a mermaid, except that... I did meet a mermaid and it was a little spookier than I thought it would be. So this is a story that I have not told publicly before. So let's just all agree, no judgments. Um, but I thought since it was Halloween, it was time for me to share this story. So I'm gonna let you in on the secret. Uh, in 2013, I was on a yoga retreat in Jamaica. And I'm not going to tell you exactly where we were um, because some of this story is just between me and the people that were there. Um, But during this yoga retreat, we took a day trip um, up into kind of a mountainous area. And the purpose of this day trip was to go explore some underwater caves and underwater rivers and a swimming hole. Um, So it was already a little bit mystical and the whole trip had been very magical. And um, I had heard there might be some mystical parts of this excursion. So we go to this place and we have a guide um, and he is supposed to be somewhat of a shaman. And so he takes us deep into some caves and there were bats on the ceiling and, you know, there's only maybe like one or two light bulbs that guide her away. And it's, it was definitely a trust exercise. Um, so we went into one part of the cave that had kind of a shallow river and in this cave, he rubbed us with mud Um, and then we did kind of a ceremonial dunking and then he pointed to a little crack in the wall and he said, go in there, um, up to your neck and inside it's dark, but I promise you it's big. It could fit like 10 people in there. So I trusted him and I dunked in this river up to my neck. And then by putting like all of like both my hands and my feet along the walls of this cave, I, I slipped in between this crack and this crack in the rock was, um, you know, like smaller than the size of a pizza box. (laughs) And, um, I, and it was, it was deep. I couldn't put my feet down and I could feel the source of the river rushing past me. Um, but I, I, so I put my head through this crack and I ended up in this, um, kind of like another little, Cave, um, which was pretty low, and I could tell that it was deep below me, but not very high above me. And I was in there with one of my other friends, and I could just feel the water rushing at me. And I it was pitch black; I couldn't even see my friend. We were just using our voices to communicate. Um, but I could also tell that it was kind of magical, and I had heard that there was a water spirit that lived here. So I just kind of let the water rush over me, and I and I thought to myself okay, if you're real, um, I'm here and I'm open and I'm ready to meet you. And I wasn't totally sure that she would take me up on it. Um, so the rest of the people on our excursion were ready to leave and they were too scared to stick their heads through this tiny crack and go in this dark, um, part of the cave. Um, so I kind of swam back out. Um, and then we went into another part of this cave system and there was a swimming hole and, uh, there was a ladder, but it was kind of broken. So you kind of shimmied your way into the swimming hole. And again, there's only one light bulb lighting up this whole cavern and there's a blue swimming hole. And in the back of the cave, there's, um, stalagmites, uh, hanging down and there's more to the cave back there, but there's, it's not really lit. Um, and and so I start swimming and the water is beautiful and clear and feels really good. Um, what I learned later is that that swimming hole is actually bottomless and there have been a few like nature television documentaries about it um, where they've tried to f- to find the bottom and they couldn't. Um, I'm glad I did not know that at the time, but so I'm swimming in this bottomless swimming hole and everybody else with me is kind of staying near the ladder like they're totally freaked out. But... You know, it was a really beautiful swimming hole even though it was dark. So I swam a little bit away from uh, my friends and, and I swim to where the stalagmites are hanging down in the back part of this cavern swimming hole and I thought for a second that I saw something in the water, um, kind of like a little silver tail, um, like an eel or something. Um, or a snake and it was just a little silver swish through the water and I was totally alone. Everyone was like 10 or 15 feet behind me and I and I thought to myself is that a mermaid? Am I like am I actually seeing the mermaid? And then I, I, I look up a little bit and there's a stalagmite that's hanging down that's pretty thick and I swear that I saw a face, like half of a face peeking out behind me. It was dark hair and like a little bit of an eye and some, some features. Um, and I just stared at it and I'm thinking like, is this real? Is this really happening? I think I see a person or a creature or a mermaid there. And so I was just staring at her and she's staring at me and I'm staring at her and I don't know what to do, I'm just looking at her. And then, just like in the movies, everybody that's behind me starts going, Hey, Laura, come on, come out, we're leaving. And and so I just look at her, and I look back at my friends, because they're yelling at me, and I look back, and she's gone. There's no face, there's no tail, nothing. And so I didn't know what to do, so I just said, Namaste. Um, And then I swam back to my friends, and I had been wearing a flower in my ear, so I took it out of my ear, and I slipped the flower into a crack in the wall as an offering, um, to what I had just witnessed. Um, and then I crawled back out and, uh, I came out of the water and I took one picture of my camera of the swimming hole. And, um, and then we left and we went back to where we were staying. And, you know, that night at dinner, everyone was like, oh, I was terrified. We were like in this dark cave and there's bats and, um, you know, like we're getting mud rubbed on us and it was all cold and there's, and there's only one light. Um, and, and nobody said like anything about if they had seen a tail or a mermaid or anything. And so I asked the woman who's hosting us, I, I said to her, like, I, I think that I saw something there. And she looked at me and she said, when I sent you guys out, I knew that you would probably see her. And so she told me that what I had seen was, um, a water spirit or a mermaid who guarded that river and those swimming holes. Um, and that, the woman who's hosting us, she had also had an encounter with her. Um, And so it sounds totally Ripley's Believe It or Not, but that confirmed for me that I had in fact seen the mermaid that lived in this cavern. And then that night I was looking through my camera roll and I looked at the picture of the swimming hole that I had taken as I left. And when I zoomed out, there In the swimming hole, there was a shape of a face, um, like the outline of a woman's face. So, and it looked like the creature that I had seen in the deep part of the cavern. Um, And so then I had a little bit of photographic evidence. So, it was very spooky. It was very mystical. I definitely felt like maybe I was being pranked and could I believe my own eyes, but... That was the time that I saw a real mermaid in a dark, underwater, bottomless swimming hole and cavern in Jamaica. Thank you for listening to the Mermaid Podcast. We will have a link to much of what we mentioned in our show notes at mermaidpodcast.com, including how to get in touch with us regarding sponsoring this podcast. And if you yourself have a close encounter with a mermaid that you would like to share, we would love to hear about it. If you like what you've heard today, we hope you will share this episode on social media. And if you really loved it, please subscribe to this podcast and leave a review. Mermaids love reviews. Even spooky mermaids. If you join our mailing list at mermaidpodcast.com, you can get special behind-the-scenes information and a heads-up when we have new episodes. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at mermaidpodcast, and if you know a mermaid or mermaid expert that we should interview, you can fill out a Google form linked also in the show notes at mermaidpodcast.com. As always, if you have any questions or comments, please email us at podcast at cinderly.com. Have a very happy Halloween. <laughs> It's the Mermaid Podcast. We've got mermaids on the land and down below. Legs or fins, you will love our show. All the news that makes us flash is on the Mermaid Podcast.